So here's to the future. Because we got through the past. I finally found someone that can make me laugh. You so crazy. I think I want to have your baby. What a man. What a man. What a man. What a mighty good man. Yes, he is. <laughs> Continue fucking podcast episode one hundred and fifty. Hey, DJ Sully, what you got over there? You know I got you, Nate Drake. <laughs> Nate Drake died of bath salts later that <laughs> night. My name. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that on this show, Nate Drake is like the most obnoxious Pitbull adjacent <laughs> spring breaker. <laughs> it's just perpetually when, in Daytona. Yeah, he, yeah. he was, he was, he was uh, <laughs> off getting Ebola at Burning Man this year. No, uh, Nate, yes. no, Nate yep. Drake is is, no. is no, he's too solo cup for uh he's, for Burning Man. No, 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 he can't afford to go to Burning Man. He, he's, he's doing me? he's doing Jello shots. Is Nate Drake? Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, yo, Nate, what do you got going on this weekend? Oh, I'm getting some work done, dog. You know how I'm doing. I'm like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm gonna fix the gel colored gels down at uh um at nancy's place that strip club it, i'm gonna go down to kuma's corners exotic dancers uh your gateway to exotic bodies oh nate that sounds good they paying you well for that i get free drinks <laughs> <laughs> yes that's it right there yes and he's just yes yes tank top yep <laughs> Nate Drake, what are you going to do this week? I think I'm just going to drive around and wait for Matthew McConaughey to see me and invite me to work at his club. Nate, you know Ma- Magic Mike was... Nate, Magic Mike was a movie. What? Really yo, yo, sad. yo, 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 I got her digits. I got her digits. That's nice, Nate Drake. Oh, you know there's seven numbers in a phone number. <laughs> wait, this was just 555. She just wrote the three of them. That's it. Thought, all right. Poor Nate. That person, that person who would absolutely buy the DLC for this version of Nate Drake is none other than Susan Arndt. One hundred percent. I'd pre-order that. I, 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 I want. I want th- those costumes. I want that soundtrack. <laughs> I absolutely. It's want to hang with that. What tra- What treasure is that Nate Drake looking for? It's the Lost Skrillex EP. He's got to find it. He's gotta, the he's Lost gotta... City of Corona? Is that what it is? <laughs> I think he's just trying to get to Ibiza. Like, I don't think he's like really looking for anything oh, in particular. Oh, he can't. He's never heard of Ibiza. No. <laughs> Yo, you guys go to Ibiza? I'm going there this weekend. Like Cancun is uh, exotic to that Nate Drake. <laughs> There's, there's I'm, like thinking, a, there, I'm, I'm thinking too too highbrow for yes, this guy. Too, yes. too in in the scene. Yes. There's a, I got a mini game where he has to cut limes. He's got to yes! cut lime wedges. <laughs> Lim, <laughs> limes and then lines. So, you know. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> we also have uh, the immortal, <laughs> the one, the only, Staff Roberts Dave Roberts. Uh, have we ever done like a, like a Colbert-style... Tip of the hat, wag of the finger. 
I don't think we've ever no. Because I've got Jeers and Jeers and Jeers. I've got I've got Jeers to Konami. Oh, for, um, for yeah, that Metal Gear collection. Oh yeah, it's it's not. It's not as bad as people say, but it's not good either. But cheers to the homebrew weirdos and hackers who helped me get a save file for Final Fantasy VII off of my PS1 memory card. Wow! From my, ac- from my actual PlayStation 1 and onto my Vita so I could play- keep playing Final Fantasy VII on the go. It works. That's how you do That's it. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I-, I was like, can I do this? Is this, this, you... Can I do this? Is this a thing? And it's like, yeah, you, you take it off the memory card, you convert it, and you upload it to the Vita. Fine. That's they, it? They figured it out. It's amazing. So, so I, I've done this uh, multiple times. I don't know if you guys remember when I went on like a jag in the early days of Games Radar of replaying games with like cheated out save Oh, yeah, I remember so this like, explicitly. Yeah, this is like yes. an easy mode yeah. thing. Yeah, the, yeah, the payons to the easy mode. Like we did, like multiple articles about yep, it. Yep. But so I did the same thing, like when I replayed Final Fantasy VIII and Xenogears and all that shit. But I had, I, I don't Safe know states, how to do that's it that what way. it is. Yes, because that is how I learned uh, that that was a thing. You could go download someone else's game mm-hmm. with where they they've already unlocked everything, or they've got like a million yeah. gold or whatever. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the only way I was able to do it is because I had a PlayStation 3 and one of those ridiculous official memory card readers that they <laughs> The ones that probably cost like $500 now because yeah, they made probably 12 like of ridiculous. Them. <laughs> right, and it was like it was so dumb cuz you had to <laughs> so you had to take your PS1 memory card uh you had to take like a USB stick and put put it in your uh you know laptop Download, go to GameFAQs, find the save file for PS One that you want. They got all you need. Put there. that, put that on the USB. Put it in your PlayStation Three. Create a virtual memory card. Oh my god! Copy it to that, and then you could either copy it to your PS One memory card or straight to your Vita from there. And that was like the only way it could be done. How did you do it, Dave? Okay, like, how do you? So, one homebrew cool thing. Uh, have you heard of the MemCard Pro? I have not heard. Okay, of so it's a it's a device made by Eight Bit Mods. It has like this. It's a memory card that uses FPGA to simulate the memory card. It's got a little screen on it, and you put a memory like a SD card into it. And so you, if like you know, the memory card is like what eight kilobytes of memory or whatever. You put a sixteen gigabyte micro SD card in that thing. We're talking thousands of memory cards. And oh, so baby. you, yeah, you can you can basically you never need another memory card. If you run out of space on one memory card, you hit a button on the memory card. It makes a new memory card. Save all your stuff on there. There's an app where you could transfer stuff off of the memory card to your computer. All kinds of stuff. Like it links up. I have my modded PS1, and it pulls the the game save data, like the title of the game, and creates a memory card just for that game for every game that I play on it. And so you just pull that off the memory card, go to a website that converts it to whatever the Vita uses, and then upload it through the Vita. It's easy. That's all. Uh, that's that's too modern. It's 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 <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it's it like decades of weirdos going like wh- like we're just gonna figure out everything about the PlayStation. Even stuff Sony doesn't fucking know about the PlayStation. We're gonna figure it out, and we're we're gonna make it so one guy <laughs> could play Final Fantasy VII off of real hardware and a Vita like it's a Nintendo Switch. 
Yeah, that's how it's that's how it's done. Speaking of Nintendo, that's the little thing. Switch. Speaking of those things, we all historically enjoy the adventures of the plumber, right? As a group. We yeah, are, yeah, the one, yeah. the the one that didn't wear ties, right? Is that the one? Correct. That we're talking yes, about? Not, that's the one. Yes, not, not that him. one. Not, not that one. Him. We like the one that wears a blue shirt. Okay. Yes. No, no abs. Uh, Susan. Yes. When was the last time you played a two D Mario game that you like loved? Wow. Um. Not like tolerated. <laughs> not like, <laughs> loved. Not like, I think is probably Yoshi's Island. It's probably Yoshi's Island. Yeah. And like, why did you love Yoshi's Island? Like, Bec- it it's so, it's creative, has tons of secrets, and adds it, it. Yes, obviously it is a platformer, but it adds so much other stuff into it that supplements the platform play. Uh, and it, it was wonderfully colorful and and creative and fun it was it was was wonderfully colorful yeah tell me how do you feel about super mario wonder (gasps) oh no (laughs) oh my god this is not where i thought this was going i know okay to be fair i haven't spent a ton of time with it yet i'm only i'm only in world two um i like a lot of things that it's doing it is wonderfully colorful and charming and quirky and like uh, there's these little flowers along the way who talk to you what do they do they just comment they don't add anything (laughs) they're not getting they're not they speak in like normal english too which is very funny to me (laughs) yes Yes. it's hilarious that's the that's what makes them work they're so and it's not like tips or help they're just commenting on like their own existential crises and what you happen to be doing like they don't care and i love their they Mm -hmm. are by far my favorite thing about the game i absolutely love the new elephant power up because like interesting it's been a while since there was a like really good mario power up yeah I agree. And there were some uh, real whiffs there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Fuck the mini mushroom forever. Yes. The mini mushroom. Uh, I don't even remember the mini can, mushroom. It's it was it's in every new Super Mario Brothers game, and I hate it so Does it make you small? What does it, it do? Makes you small, it, makes you, it makes you small, yeah. so like you, not only are you like tiny, it yeah. makes you yeah. small Mario, so you die in one hit rather than like a normal mushroom. And, and it makes your jump like super floaty and weird. Yep. Okay, I yeah. don't like that. Like, I wasn't even thinking about and, that. I was like, do you remember the rock suit? From the boulder oh, from, 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 from Mario Galaxy. Galaxy 2? Yeah, that one's stupid. And the it cloud sucks. one Dude, is stupid. I fucking hate the Galaxy power-ups. Everybody always talking about how awesome Galaxy you like, is. You don't like the bee? I love I the bee. The fun- no, I love I the bee. I love the bee. It's, he's- too hard. it's so unpleasant to control. That is true. You are correct. It's- but it's cute. <laughs> it's but it like that cute. and the, the fucking the spring... In oh. Galaxy, it's those powers suck, suck ass. Yeah, completely yeah. suck. Yeah, all of the power. So if you're only in World Two, you haven't like gotten, you haven't like gotten like the drill hat. No, and the okay. So before we continue, yeah, 
podcast. How sensitive? How, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> line, Nate. <laughs> Nate, enough. Uh, Nate, I heard that they need to mop up. Uh, somebody spilled their Corona in the bathroom at Kuma's Corner. Oh, I got it. Uh, I got you, bro. He's just a hand. He's just a handyman there now. Um, he's just helping a guy out. How sensitive? How sensitive am I to spoilers? It's how sensitive are we to spoilers? Yes. Uh, I mean, me, who is the spoiler queen? I don't care. It's it's freaking Mario. Like, come on. Yeah, I was gonna say spoilers for Mario game. Like, people gotta dial it back. I think a little bit. This is one of the games, though, where I think that being surprised by the the sheer breadth Mm. of what happens is a huge part of it. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. And. I, like I, I will admit that like my my arc with this game was like going through the first few stages. I was like, man, this game is really good mm-hmm. and really funny. And like I had your reaction, Dave, where the three of us were texting about the early stages, and you were like, yeah, like I'm floored. Like just after a couple of stages, that second stage with the with the singing, singing the prana singing prana plants is so good. <laughs> so. I like mm. by the nearing the end of the second world, mm-hmm. I was like, I found myself settling into a rhythm where I was like, I know what to expect now. Like, it's going to be goofy. It's going to be a little different. And like, well, that's going to be it. Now there's a rhythm to the game that it will maintain. And so I ended up going back to the second world because I was like, oh, th- I, I think there was one stage that I didn't really uh, complete that, like, you know, adequately. Okay. That stage unlocked another stage, which then unlocked another stage, which then unlocked another stage that I had not found on my first pass through that world map at all. And the final of these stages was at the peak of the clouds and went started from Mario jumping up regular platforms to the point that Mario had inflated into a balloon elephant and had ascended to fucking space. I know I know know the path that you're talking about. That was the moment where I was like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Mario's Mario's still got tricks. So like there's there's a thing in like when they teach improv places like the old like improv rule mm-hmm. was never escalate to space if you're always yes ending don't escalate to space because there's nowhere to go from space and mario fucking escalates to space in world two that's funny and it just keeps going uh it is all right, we're, I, I realize we're not we're not sensitive to spoilers, but that singing piranha level. Did you guys realize there's a secret exit there? Well, where? Wait, I'm not even sure I got to the singing piranha level. It's the second this level. It's the second level. I don't remember like, singing piranhas. All right, so you have to find the wonder flower, and then the entire stage hard stops. And the piranha plants go into a musical number. Yeah, and it becomes like an auto-scroller. You. It comes an auto scrolling level. This is the second stage of the game. And like they'll be like and then you get to a point and they have a dramatic solo 
And then you get a, a wonder seat for getting to the end of their song without dying. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember this. You you it's it, it's missable. Like you because if you don't hit the block where the wonder seat is, but you I don't got get the both of the seat. I got both of the wonder seats from that level. Oh, but Susan, trust me, you would you'd remember uh, maybe. if you heard this uh, oh. the singing power piranha plants. Maybe I don't know. So, the second stage of the game, I I went back and started clearing things out, like just to like see like I wanted to get like hundred percent yeah each world mm. before proceeding, and it was driving me insane because I couldn't like there was something there I was missing, because you get a blue check mark on the maps if you've gotten everything there. Oh, and I couldn't get the check mark. Oh. so I went back. I finally found the secret exit. I am not going to tell anyone where to find the secret exit because it's fucking crazy when you do. Because when you get the secret exit, Mario is pushed. At the very beginning of that stage, you can go down a pipe and it takes you into the background. If you get the secret exit, there's a pipe that takes you way into the foreground. So Mario is like right against the screen. You get to the end of that. There's an alternate exit. You get a third wonder seed for the level. And then it opens a pipe on the map. Your reward for finding that secret exit is you are on top of a volcano near the end of the game. And Captain Toad is up there. <gasps> okay, here's the pro- Okay, this is, address- <laughs> this is addressing the problem I have with the game. Oh, yeah. So what I love about Yoshi's Island, in addition to it being so creative and colorful and wonderful, is it's got all these secrets. And I'm playing Wonder, and I'm like, where are the secrets at? I I ain't finding any secrets. Where they at? They're hiding. Oh. They're hiding from you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because th- they there. Oh. Uh, yeah, you uh, will eventually unlock a badge that is a sensor. Mm. And you can, ta- you can take the sensor into levels, and it will let you know when you are close to something that is like a goal for the level. It'll tell you when you're near a wonder, wonder seed. Okay. It'll tell you when you're near uh, one of the big purple coins to collect. Yep. And it will tell you where there are secret exits if you haven't found them. Um. And like, even if you have it, it's still tricky because a lot of the these things are really close to each other and it's indiscriminate. Like it won't right, stop right. sensing them if you've already found them. So like if you already have all the coins, those coins will still set it off. It'll just let you know that you're near something that it's awesome. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Dave, how are you? How are you feeling about it? I like it. Um, it's reminding me a lot of Rayman legends actually, uh, in a lot of yeah. ways, just like the way, like the animation of it, the way, like the momentum of the game, like just the, the I think I saw a quote, where they were talking about one of like if if one good thing came out of the Mario movie that the not not the John Leguizamo Bob, Bob Hoskins classic because nothing came out of that no, the, new, the, new, no, the alcoholism I think came out of that there one. you go uh, the the new one Hi, is that Nintendo realized oh we can make our characters look good and expressive and like better animated and stuff and that's the thing like even i love 
Super Mario 3D World. But even that game feels sterile in the way that yes. all of the new Super Mario Brothers games have mm-hmm. since the the first one, the DS game, which at least like the first DS game, like tiny fucking mushroom aside, was at least like, oh, they haven't made one of these in a while. This is novel. And then they mm. just ma- kept making new, quote, Super Mario Brothers games that all had that same house style. And it just, like, it it wasn't exciting. And now, like, when, like... It, it felt I, like Mario clip art. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. it, it, in a lot of ways it kind of was. Because, yeah. like, the there were also stories of, like... Um, when they bring on new game designers, they put them through like Mario boot camp where yeah. they make yeah. Mario levels. The Mario, and, like, the Mario Cram School was yeah. opened for uh, like they were like, hey, uh, DS and we were so profitable mm. that we want to be able to make these faster. And so they tried to take people from the rest of like the Animal Crossing team and the Zelda team to teach them to make Mario levels. Yeah. And that's why New Super Mario Brothers 2 and Wii U suck so bad. <laughs> because they, were, they were like, hey, let's just take people who like don't know how to do this really well, and the tools that they made for it is why Mario Maker exists. Like, interesting. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize yeah. there was like a direct link there, but yeah, that M- makes Mario sense. Maker, Mario Maker only exists, and it's why all of crappy New Super Mario Brothers games feel so uniform, because they were like, Here's the tool set. It has to be this. It's like a Everybody game engine. Has to use this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is the first time that it like. Not. I feel like if this did not look the way it did, I don't know if I would have the same immediate reaction. I might get there, but mm. like the fact that like they did take the time to like, no, we're making a brand new art style. Like it still looks like Mario, but like now, like when I pick my boy Luigi and he runs, like you see his little legs go. It, like it looks it just it looks so alive in a way and it's that, not just it's not just the game yeah like it's it's like it's like they've personaed up fucking mario yeah like all the menus all of the ui and the menus like are like so lush and stylish yeah uh it's it's also like i i am consistently impressed that with how it seems like it's going to adhere to formula and then bucks it because when you get Susan, you'll see when you go past world two mm-hmm. world three is like a mountain that you have to scale. Mm-hmm. And as you get to the top, it's like, Oh, like the, the, uh, you know, the viceroy or whatever of the flower land that runs this place is like here to test you. And there is no castle at the end of it. There's no boss. Oh wow! Like it's right. That's like it's cool. just like an ascension. Yeah, like uh, through these things. How far have you gotten in it, Anthony? Because so I did it a weird way because, like <laughs> Susan, uh, I'm obsessed with the secret aspect. Yeah. Like Super Mario World is my favorite game uh, in that series because of how it like is constantly offering you gotta yes. get all the exits yeah yeah all yeah. the routes that's, yep. that's the that's the most exciting thing and so when you get past world three it finally opens up and you can go anywhere you want like you can go to world four world five or world six right away and uh i went to world five and that's like a, a mine like you go down into the earth 
and it's really it's like fun there's like a lost civilization <laughs> and you're like every layer of the map you go through opens up like ruins and ru- more ruins and it's also where you get a fucking grappling hook so what? mario can become fucking bionic commando <laughs> is it a, is it his wife the, it is not uh, it, damn it mario does not remove his arm and replace and it put with it, his wife put, put his wife in there i i just ask because like uh, like i'm still like i'm only i'm almost done with world two and like i get the impression that this is not gonna have the typical like ice world fire world water world mystical force like not that it doesn't have like those elements in the game but that like it's not just gonna be like okay here's the penguin town and here's like everything yeah, is right. ice because like the 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 second world's like you're in the clouds uh yeah. and, and like you said the there's one level that's like the mines so yeah it's not not that but like again like it's co- like mario wonder constantly presents you with what appears to be familiar and that immediately fucking subverts it mm. uh like so i finished five and then went back to four which is a desert okay and it like unlike any of the previous worlds there's no like breaks between like an open exploration of the map and like rigid lines you go out of the desert you're just in the fucking desert there's a big castle in the distance bowser jr has taken it over and taken everyone's water so there's only like an oasis uh near the oasis is what appears to be a sand waterfall my friends, what do you do when you see a waterfall in a video game? You go behind, behind the waterfall. You go behind, you, you go behind the waterfall. waterfall. There's something there. Go behind something there. So the first stage I play in World Four is the world inside the waterfall called Jump Jump Jump. And I'm in Jump Jump Jump, and all of a sudden it looks like Mario Two. Like it's got like big yellow castle blocks, and do you remember those little. Uh, black ninja guys in Mario yeah. 2. Hiya! Sort of spiky ears. They're, they're just out of reach. There's three on a platform, three on a platform. And they're like, they're going, huh, 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 huh. And then they jump on the huh. And I, you, you just got to the end of the room and it's just a fucking wall. Can't get through it. Don't know what they want. Then I try, I'm like, all right. I'll do what they do. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Press jump. And a one appears over Mario. One, two, three, jump. One, two, three, jump. And then I'm like, wait a second. It's getting lighter every time I do it correctly on the beat. It's a fucking rhythm game stage. (laughs) And eventually I did the rhythm enough that the entire thing lit up. Piranha plants that were disco balls dropped from the fucking ceiling. (laughs) And I was allowed to progress further into the level. Amazing. What the fuck? And like, it doesn't happen again. It's not. I found there's a stage in the mines where you run into a hallway and all of a sudden just boom, blocks on either side and giant words pop up. It's like quiz time. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and, and we it, haven't even talked about the wonder like stars that you find that completely right fuck up a level two in like like some of them are the same where it's like actually no i'm trying to think like they're all 
mostly different, right? What like, are you talking? All, well, I don't know what a wonder star so, is. So you get the star, and it kind of like everything goes weird. Yeah, the level goes weird. And uh, like the very first level, like oh, all, like, you mean the, the one pipe and, starts, and like, then right, and then it, yeah. that's where you get the wonder seed, right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So but, like some of the, like you will do. So there's one. I can't. I don't think you see it in World Two. But there's one, like, if you touch the Wonder Flower, all of a sudden it'll, like, shift the perspective. Yeah. And all of a sudden you can, oh, you have to play Mario top down. Yes. Have yeah. you seen Have you seen that one, Susan? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not. It's like, oh, yeah. It shifts it to, like, a Zelda 1 yeah, perspective. All, like, the background of the, because they're, like, like, you're, you're going through and they're, like, um, there's, like, the foreground, which is, like, a cave wall. And then you see the background, which is, like a darker cave wall like further in the back and then once you get that star you realize like oh that's the platform that i can walk on now so like you have to like try to navigate around the level on the background of this level that you were normally just like not really caring about because it like you didn't need to worry about it you worried about the platforms on the 2d but yeah now like those are your platforms you're like dodging enemies as you go through to try to get the seed it's wild and like it i get the impression that like the quiz like the the jump stuff like they do it once and then never again it's every level's got something that's a little different yeah touch fuzzy get dizzy touch yeah it's over and over and over and over again like um i love in super mario world the star road like the first time you discovered that the star road oh yeah it's like all of that there is a star road equivalent oh cool and like see it I'm, so, I'm so glad i'm so glad to hear yeah. all this because i i i played the first world and it was it was it's a very well-made platformer mm-hmm. and you know, there's a couple little things here. Like there's there's the one little flower place resident who's like, oh, the rocks are blocking the path, and I need coins to. All right, here's the here's some coins to break the rocks. Okay, now I have entered. Here's another little. Pl- okay, that's fine. I did not encounter any of this cool stuff that you guys were talking about. None of it. And I, what I want to. One of the reasons I like Super Mario World and also Yoshi's Island is you know to look for stuff. Like in right. Super Mario World, if if the uh, if the little icon for the level is uh, red, you know there's a, a hidden exit. So you right? Am I just dumb, or is this is this not signposting that there's hidden no, stuff so I, to find? So this I, is this is what I was trying to say before. Like when I was like, I didn't really get it until I'd gone. Yeah, a little bit further well, into the game, and then I started going back. Because the the, mm. the impression that I get that the way that they want you to sort of experience this game is they want you to play through each level once, normally. Right. Like, yeah. You go through, you get your wonder seed, and then yeah. you finish it. But then there's like a level, like two or three levels into the first world, when you get that wonder star and everything goes weird. It's like uh, stuff like I forget what it is, but like the there's um like there are these like rushing platforms that you have to like stand on and like they're carrying you through the level you have to avoid obstacles where you're going and as you do that you notice there's a uh a pole like a a level level clear pole that they just knock over they just barrel through it and it falls down 
and then you keep going and then you get the wonder seed and then you get to the end of the level pole and then you get that final wonder seed the game only tells you that i think there's like two wonder seeds in that level yeah but you know you saw like well can i get that level pole so if you don't mm-hmm. get the star and you just get to the pole, you get another wonder seed. So it, th- and then it shows you now that level has three. So I think that's that's what Nintendo is doing this time. Rather than like signposting this level has a secret, it's more like here's the stuff that is in it normally. Um, but like you said, yeah. if if you found everything, there's a check mark, and if there's not a check mark, then there's something else there. And how did could, you guys? Okay, but how do you guys know that if you found everything, there's a check mark? I not. I didn't figure it out until one appeared, and like mm. I like it was literally it was in in the same way that I never put two and two together in Super Mario World that red meant alternate exit until I'd oh. seen it a couple of times. Okay, like okay, there's no one. There's nothing in the game that's gonna say it. And okay, I, I'm very. I'm kind of grateful. Like that, this is in the in the same way that like Breath of the Wild was like this is Zelda recovering from the uh, like overprotected protective helicopter parent era of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know what a rupee is? It's a key. You found another key. Are you gonna be? You put it in a door. That's, we're, that's and, how you do and it. we're going to tell you this every time you turn the system on. Mm-hmm. Every time. right. Like this is this is it's. Super Mario World mixed with Super Mario 64 because it like it, it really is like Mario 64 in that like there's going to be multiple stars in this stage. We're not going to tell you what all of them are. Go have fun. Like okay. Go go do it. Uh yeah, it's it will consistently surprise you. And I like I have to admit like I by the time like I started really picking up when it was putting down, I was like trying not to play a lot because I'm like this is it's gonna run out. Like, <laughs> chew your food, taste it, like take it slow, and I'm, I'm it's been a week and I'm done like two thirds done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I keep with it. Like, I, like for both of you, like push, push past, like the real treasure is on the other side of World Three, and mm. once you found it, the those earlier levels are way more fun because you mm. know to go back. You have more of the badges too. The badges really, right? Something that is crazy is that like you know, Mario's all about momentum, but usually even the power ups don't dramatically change that momentum, like. You run really fast. You can fly with a raccoon tail. It takes a yeah, little work yeah. to get to, used to like the the cape in the world, but the badges can fundamentally change the way Mario moves. Interesting. And it, yeah, like the, the grappling hook, I can't use it because it fucks with my rhythm way too much. Like, I, I'm like, nope, no, not for me. There's another one that like makes you jump really high and floaty. And I, I think for some people it'll work like really, really well. I've seen but, apparently the thing that like a lot of speedrunners are using is the bubble one because you can use that to shoot out a bubble and then jump on it and then shoot out another bubble and jump on it and you can just zip, zip through stages that way. You just fly. Yeah. Uh, 
There's some cool stuff so, in there. Yeah. We have been talking about a game that is consistently surprising, and that is it, it lives up to its title. Susan, mm. tell me about the game that scares the ever-loving piss out of me. <laughs> <laughs> because once somebody was just like, yeah, but you could be a bard and talk your way out of every situation. I'm like, I can't fucking play that. My kid needs a dad. That's <laughs> <laughs> not happening. So Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. Best RPG or best RPG? Best D&D video game. All right. Because I'm not going to say it's the best RPG because this is this is a Dungeons and Dragons campaign made digital. Like it, and it is brilliant at that. But if you're not into Dungeons and Dragons, I and or are unfamiliar with Dungeons and Dragons, then this may not be your jam. Because it is, it is very fifth edition, bro. Like it is, like you need to know <laughs> some do I need to stuff. Buy, do, I, do I need to pick up a, a player's guide? Like, is that I mean, uh, is what we're talking? Or are you familiar with the tax of opportunity? I get it. I'm, I'm down. Okay. What, what is the tax of <laughs> no. opportunity? No, a tax. A tax of opportunity. Oh, if a you're tax in, of opportunity. A tax of opportunity. I was like, what is the t- a tax? No, I, just, ah! I, just, I remember picking up Baldur's Gate 2 on PC ages ago, and this is back when, like, mm. you buy a box at a store, and it comes with, like, ma- like a, a manual concept, yeah, right? a manual. But the manual, figure, yeah. manual for Baldur's Gate 2 is, like, 150 pages in this, like, yes. bound book, and it's got a list of, like... Like not every D and D concept, but like pretty much everything you need to know, and like details on every spell in the game, every ability, and you could like you could spend hours just just yeah. reading the dang manual. I I kind of wish that this game had something like that because well, I, I feel I, like I, that would help me. I will say everything you need to know about like the spells or you know what uh what your what a skill or a proficiency or a feat will do is all right there oh good and you don't and you don't have to go digging through menus to get at it and it's not like in your you know information repository you don't have to open up your journal or anything like that it's all right at your fingertips at all times that is all great and i and i think like even if you've never played dungeons and dragons that stuff will come fairly quickly the stuff that's harder if you haven't if you haven't played dungeons and dragons and I mean, like, actually done a campaign with a party, is mm. you're not going to have the understanding of how the different character classes play off each other and complement each other. And 100% you need that to get through these fights. This game is not easy. I literally, last night, I spent all night, we're talking three or four hours, to get through one fight. Because I kept redoing it because one particular character kept dying. And I'm like, no, I need you. You got it. I will not allow this. I will not. Like, I could have probably finished the fight and just let her die. But no, unacceptable. But is, so, there's not permadeath, is there? If you're digital, digital D&D, too, like, why yeah. waste the opportunity? Like, well, exactly. If you're playing real D&D, like, you're fucked. But, yeah. like, yeah. Is so there are, okay. So, yes, for, okay, not for the characters in your party, 
because at they there are you they have revivify spells there's resurrection scrolls bare minimum there's a character who lives in your camp who for 200 bucks will res any of your party who have who have fallen but there are supplemental characters who can join you okay if and they can die and they can die permanently yes other thing that can happen is members of your uh, whoever you you're you're hanging with will leave your party permanently if you do the wrong thing they'll be like <laughs> uh-huh. you motherfucker and they'll just out they're like Mm-mm, nope and you will never see them again in the game this Susan, awesome. are you, i think it's so fucking cool that this game like builds save scumming into its structure because I heard that what it does is like it'll label your save files for fights. Like if you're doing like you're like I'm gonna restart this fight, it'll like label a save file if you wanted to. So it'll be like this fight fail or this oh, fight no, success. I, no, no, All right. no. I like I heard you can like basically label your save files. Oh, you to, can like, sure you can label your save files for sure. Yeah, you can change the name of the save files so you. So, yes, the oh. game fully intends for you yeah. to have like thirty save files going at a time. <laughs> right, hundred percent. Right. Yes. Are you doing that with story stuff too, or is it just fuck fights? yeah? Goddamn <laughs> right, I am. Yes, because here's what happens. Okay, so here's what happens. There's okay, so there's three different categories. One, you are absolutely if it's a big fight, save at the beginning of it. Oh dear God, because. Mm. What is great about this game is the puzzle that the big fight is. Like, okay, well, I'll start off by casting this. You misty step over to that high point, so you've got Overwatch on everything. Okay, great. I'll bless us all. And that, right? Like, it's the. Mm, 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 mm. But the, but then it gets randomized a little bit based on initiative, because if if your initiative sucks, Cause well, because yeah. it's because it's D and D exactly. Uh, so that's 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 your one kind of save file. Your other kind of save file is at the skill check to get you out of the fight. There's one particular fight in Act One that is ridiculously hard. Like it's so hard. Now you don't have to do this fight. You have to get past this group of people, but there's three ways to do that one fight them kill them all get past them two take another route that goes through the underdark it's a completely different route that has its own perils but at least you don't have to do this fight or three you Mm -hmm. can talk your way out of it if you roll high enough so you save right before you roll and it's like oh too low reload too low reload (laughs) (laughs) i Everything I hear about this game and like the the sheer amount of copy that exists in it. Like, oh sheer, my god. Like the the sheer amount of text and voiced text. Yep. Like you got you guys know like I'm 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 the guy that'll turn voices off in a game like full time. Not in this like, one you need, won't. Not in this, but like that's why like this sounds fucking incredible. Yeah. I like, correct me if I, I'm wrong, because, like, I haven't played this. It's going to be a while before I do. Uh, I'm definitely getting that physical copy from Asia. They're <laughs> like, we're going to do a disc. You can get it. Uh, but I, 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 
I feel like CD Projekt Red is going to have to just be like, we give up. Like, we surrender. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like whatever our next Witcher game, like, it's just going to be more Witcher. You can't. Yeah. It's like, we've been demolished by this this approach to text. So it's that good. Like, it's, it's the, actually that good. The story is so good. And I don't mean like, oh, it's a good RPG story. No, no, no. It's, I've never encountered a story like this before. Like it's, it's D&D campaign story, but with all the elements and in like the, all the smaller stuff that a DM would have to bring to it as well. So you've got this amazing overarching adventure that is just banana pants. Awesome. Yeah. But then all these, all these small moments and so, and so what is yeah. what is it about exactly like cause okay. I, i've i've all, I, I don't think i've like everyone talks about how great the story is but i, I don't really know you know what, what's it actually like, about what, like okay. all i know all i know is that there are mind flayers that let yes. you like read thoughts yeah or something. okay so okay <laughs> so you begin the game by the way amazing opening cinematic for this game you begin the game you are a captive on a mind flayer Ship. It's called a nautiloid. It's a spaceship. And they have inserted a tadpole into your brain. This is how they reproduce. Tadpole goes into your brain, rummages around for a while, waits a few days, and then boom, you become a mind flayer. So the nautiloid crashes. And this is where you meet the first member of your party, Lazel. She's a Githyanki. She also has one of these tadpoles in her head. You slowly, uh, so you, you, you start meeting other people. You've all got tadpoles in your head and you're all like, yo, dog, we got to get this thing out our brain. So the first thing you're doing is trying to find different, like, oh, you have a really great, uh, uh, medicine person in your, uh, your, in your, in the, you meet a bunch of druids, you go to the groves. There's supposedly a great healer there. Oh, well, I'm just okay. If you really want our best healer, He's a captive in the goblin camp. So you're exploring all these different ways of getting these things the hell out of your head, because if you don't, you're going to turn into a mind flayer in a few days. As you are doing all this, it become two things become clear. Uh, one, why haven't you turned into a mind flayer yet? That's weird. Yeah, I was going to say, this, this is going to take longer than like a couple of days <laughs> yeah. to you're figure like, out. We, we definitely should have, something should have happened by now, and it hasn't. What's that all about? So that's thing number one. Thing number two is there are thousands of people, goblins, humans, elves, everywhere, who've been infected with these tadpoles. Mm. Also, not turn, also not turning into mind flayers. Why? Something larger is afoot! Oh my and God. then... Then you're so uh, the way you regain um, hit points and your spells is you have to sleep. You have a long rest. You sleep overnight. Someone comes to you in a dream one night, and they start explaining. So here's the thing about the tadpole in your head. It's <laughs> it's special. I'm preventing you from turning into a mind flayer because I need your help. How, how long does it take to get that? Is this like within the first couple hours or is this like oh, yeah. first act 30 hours? No, of, no, no. That's, oh, okay. the, that's the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's the set. Okay. 
Susan, all of this, it sounds like this is like paced in a very brisk and exciting way. Oh yeah. And, and like, it's, it's so like, I feel like the failure of like D and D games that mm-hmm. like really try to nail this in the past. And even Larian doesn't necessarily get this right is like divinity or like, obviously like I didn't play it at the time. Like, so anybody listening is like, fuck you, bro. It's amazing. But like Planescape torment. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't. What's the name of the Planescape torment guys came back and made two new games. Icewind like, Dale. Kick- not no. Icewind Dale, no, but they no, were no, Kickstarter no. things. Oh, it's like Torment Tides of Marinara Sauce. Yes, Numenera. Yeah. And like we we had them on the stream. We they yeah. came on the show and like we played uh, Tides of Marinara. Uh we played Sparrow two for one. Yeah, we played Sparrow uh, yeah. with them. And Girl like sticks. those games always lose me. Because they're like playing with the worst DM in the uh-huh. world, who like you're playing with the DM that just wants to hear himself being like, "And you entered the cave, and yeah. the cave was filled with thirty three books. Allow me to read them to you." Yeah, like this sounds like it's D and D, but still like knows it's a fucking video game at the same time. One hundred percent. First of all, it really helped because I tried playing Planescape Torment as well. Too much reading, yeah. bro. Too much <laughs> reading. I, mm. So this does not... There is a narrator. She is amazing. But it's a few sentences at most. Right? Yeah. It'll be like, you know, he he looks at you thoughtfully before wandering off into the mist. That'll be it. Like, like that's... Boof. Um, Perfect. It's entirely, it's entirely voiced. And that the fact that you're talking to people, like actually talking to people, really helps a lot. So the only thing you're reading, really, mm. are your own responses and, you know, item descriptions or it, there there are books. But what a lot of the books will do is like you'll pick up a, you know, a, a ragged diary. You open it. You read it. This diary details the 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 thoughts oh, of thank God. the local baker <laughs> who was apparently a worshiper of a worshiper of Shar. That's it. It's not the actual. Oh, yeah, that's that, some of oh them. My God, yeah, some of Don't them have the actual the text. Chorus. That's exactly. Yeah, they're like, look, there's they're, they're like, look, there's a lot of books in this game. Okay, <laughs> we're not we're not gonna make up. Like, just stop it. There are also, you know, notes or or books that are uh, either uh, directly related to a quest or something, and that will be that will have actual text in it. But it's all what brief. So, like, I know that co-op, like playing mm. with people, is a huge yeah. part of this. Yep. Are all the characters predefined? Like, do you have the same party no matter what? And that's no, no, how no, you no, play no, no. with other people. No. Okay. So for okay. So first of all, here's what you want to know if you want to play this multiplayer. My husband and I are playing a co-op campaign. Um, the person who creates it, j- just like real life, if that <laughs> one person isn't there, you're not playing. Got it. All right. Because they're they're the host. They they have all the save files. So if they're not playing, you ain't playing. Anybody else can can back out if they if they want, but the host absolutely has to be there if you're playing multiplayer. Okay. So we both have 
uh, original characters that we created. You can, however, choose to play as one of the origin characters, as they're called. Okay. If if you do not choose to play, and there and there the different classes. There's the barbarian. There's a, a, a rogue. There's right. And if you don't choose to play one of those, they're who become your companions. They're the OG six. Mm. So Got it. It, we end up using uh, my husband's character, my character, and then the same two characters because that rounds out our party really well. But we can cool. choose whatever other two characters we want from from the folks who end up in our camp. Oh my god, I I, I have to play this game as Nate Drake. Oh <laughs> my god, that'd be amazing. I've got to play this game as like Nate Drake as a bard. Like that's got that's got to be the way it's done. I like so Susan, you're one of mm, probably max 10 people that has ever seen me play D&D for real. Yes. Like actual D&D. So you know how I tend to approach I approach <laughs> this this game. <laughs> yeah. How this, how how do you approach this game, Anthony? Su- how do you Susan, think how, how I- does He's an agent of chaos. Ah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> a, a little. It's like, <laughs> it's like you look at the board, where it's like like lawful, chaotic, neutral. Uh, no, it's just like it's chaotic other like yeah. over here. Yeah, there's yeah. the, 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 the tenth the option board. that just says Anthony. <laughs> yeah, like, off to the side. <laughs> chaotic other. This sounds like it would actually accommodate that style of play, though. Of like really pushing against its boundaries it seems Absolutely. like it rewards that behavior 100 percent. but and this is this is one of the reasons why the game is so great do not expect to have every opportunity yeah that you would if you played a more like a good character or even a straight evil character because not everybody is gonna like what you're doing not everybody is gonna you know what i mean so like you won't be able to do that quest you won't be able to romance that person you won't be able to do recruit that person these are the but yes you can absolutely play that way i will also say uh i so i my my husband and i've been playing together we were in the in the the final probably like 10 hours of the game oh wow oh so you are like you're you're nearing the end we're nearing the end. it's more than 10 hours it's probably like 24 but uh but yeah but then he went on vacation for two weeks so i'm like well i guess i'll just start my own solo game that's fine and uh, it it functions mechanically much better if you play by yourself Oh, that's super interesting. Like, yeah. In what way? Like, just like as like a video game and planning fights, or just at, like is it rebalanced? At, no, no. Well, you know, I do think it's rebalanced because it sure seems easier than when I play with him. But also because so uh, on console when you're when you're trying to look around the room at at stuff because some of the stuff is it it's all all the environments are very very detailed and some stuff you can interact with and some stuff you can't Hmm. you can just flick the left stick and it'll just go highlight from do to do to do to do to do to all the you can go through all the things that you can highlight in the room cool 
So you can decide what you want to look at. When we're both playing, it doesn't do that because I think it doesn't know who to respond to. And stuff like uh, ambient noise doesn't always work. Like you might hear somebody, like a character, call out to your character and you're supposed to go, oh, wow, that person's looking for me? What? But it doesn't know which... Should I give it to the host's TV? Should I give it to this person's TV? It gets confused about stuff like that. So I, I found that kind of interacting with the world works better if you play by yourself. And, uh, and, and, yeah, and yeah, I do think it's easier if, if you're uh, playing solo. Just This game I, is yeah. going to be G- GDC sessions for the next Forever. 20 years. Forever. Like, this Forever. is like the, the structural challenge. But like what you just described, like the fact that it works at all mm-hmm. outside of single player is fucking crazy to me. Yeah. Like that's nuts that it that it functions. Um are you like is your game like narratively very, very different uh solo so far? Well, I <laughs> okay. We did we did not rush through when we yeah. played the game. We, did, we took our time. We explored a lot. I found a section of the map we had no idea existed. <laughs> I found oh, no. an entire, like, quests. That, and some of it is because now I understand the game better. I understand how it works better. All, all of that stuff. And that has allowed me to explore places I didn't know how to access before. But I found stuff I never didn't even see That's when awesome. I played through with him. So it's so yes, narratively different in some ways. I'm romancing someone different this time. Okay, sidebar, by the way, real quick. This is the sexiest game. <laughs> yeah, I heard this game it, likes to go to the bone zone. It's so like. it's super horny, but also but but here's the thing. It's horny, but also literally everybody is so sexy. It's like, yes, I want to everything. Like, you know, like I am not a person who looks up sex scenes, but I'm like, okay, I don't have time to romance all of you. So I'm just going to see what it's like getting naked with you because I need to know. So like that's, this is the other thing that I am fucking fascinated about with this because like... I, look, man, like for any for the folks out there that had heartthrob experiences with Mass Effect, I feel mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. But they were soap opera y. Like yes. they weren't yes. like sexy. Like no, sexiness in they, games, there is a there there is um uh there is not a surfeit of of sexy video games out there. No. Uh, well, and even and on the they, even they on were, the PS Vita, they were soap opera y and they were very transactional too. Where it was very, very much like where like I yes. just need to say say the good the the clearly yeah. labeled romance option to for yeah. the romance, and then you just hit the button, and then it happens. Like there's no opportunity for the other character to go like, ew, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I will say like my Mass Effect arc I am still so grateful like because I 
I a wanted to play like I was like the moment I got one back in 2007. I was like, I want to play as a character that I'm not allowed to play as in most video games. I want to be a middle-aged woman. Like, that Mm, was my mm -hmm. shepherd. Was, like, a 60-plus lady who was, like, had a long military career. And then I was like, well, Garrus is her type. Like... That's true, actually. like, 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 the getting them together was an incredible arc. And then... At the beginning of three, like I actually got my fucking 360 Mass Effect one character all the way to three, which if anybody used an Xbox 360 (laughs) knows that that was doing something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And like the fucking thing that was incredible about it was that Garrus broke up with me at the beginning of three. He was like, I am like, there's things have changed. I am like, you know, trying to save what life I can on my planet. Like, I don't have time for a relationship. And at the end of, like, you know, like that last push in three where you can, mm-hmm. like, go see everybody? Like, the, there was a whole scene where the two of them got a drink and just, like, laughed and hung out. And at the end of the night, when they said goodbye, Garrus was like, I can't, like, tell you what your friendship means to me. Opened the door to his quarters and Tally was in there. And I was like, Holy fucking shit. This game finally got close to the real deal. Wow. And like that path was hard to find, but it sounds like all of Baldur's Gate 3 is just like that all the time. Like that like level of like subtlety and complexity. What's what I really, what I really appreciate about the the way it handles sex is it handles it in a variety of ways you've got <sighs> lazelle who is a who's get yankee are basically klingons okay they're they're warriors it's all about blood and steel and honor and she sees you this is after your first big fight and she's like you impressed me let's fuck she doesn't say it that way, but it's, I mean, that's it. It's just like, you were great in battle. That makes me horny. Let's do it. Right? Very, you know, this is not someone who is going to wine and dine you. Right? And if you, and if that's your jam, great. Go do that. Also, the characters are okay with you sleeping with more than one of them, I think. Except, unless, they're okay with you having sex with more than one of them. They're not okay with you romancing more than one of them. That makes real awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and then and then uh, Halson, the druid, um, he's like, first of all, it's not hard to get people to want to have sex with you. It's really not. It's like you just you know talk to them a little bit and then do their character quests, and they're probably gonna want to knock boots with you. And Halson, the druid, he's like, look. I think you're great, and I would really like to have sex with you. I want to make it clear, though, I'm not asking for a relationship because you got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. Maybe we do it at the same time. Maybe we don't. I don't know. I'm not trying to tie you down. I'm just saying I'm putting it out there for you to consider. I'm like, geez, that that just that conversation with him is maybe the most adult sex conversation I've I've seen in a video game. Like just That's about awesome. like just that. Then and then and then and then there are the two 
There are the two I can fix them boys. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> a, a, about whom I obsess. <laughs> and, and 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 one he's he's the guy you marry. He's he's the he's he's Gale the wizard the nerd and um you he's 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 marriage material uh he loves you very much he's very romantic not not uh that maybe the most exciting in the sack but you know he's gonna be little, there a little for bit you. of a fixer-upper a little bit of a but, fixer-upper you know he's he's hung up on his ex he's very but i mean to be fair she was she's the goddess of magic well, is his ex is his ex lover right go. and it's like mm, okay i can see that and then there's Astarian, the vampire who um yeah he's look i can fix him okay i can change him it's fine <laughs> it's it's fine Don't stop waiting people it's no no mm-hmm. so what hang so, out and listen to your sister's mercy records and, it's and start talking and i can teach him to have feelings it's fine don't worry about it stop it i will get him to <sighs> so when they find out that you've been kind of dating both of them, it doesn't go well. Oh no! Yeah, Gale vampire gets, boy I, does he secretly cares? He's a cream puff underneath. Oh my god! Oh, Susan, <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? I like also. <laughs> also, I just, I just, I just. Look, I know guys have been enjoying the whole hot video game character thing for a very long time. It's true. Get get getting to see a starian walk around with his shirt off, not a bad thing. Don't mind. It's a, it's a rarity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm man, I got to play this game. Yeah, I, I really I really want to. I my question is Yes. Is the muchness of it overwhelming? Because like I, my thing, like mm, I mean, good my, my my complaints about Skyrim are well known. But even going back to like trying to play Baldur's Gate two and the mm. era of those PC RPGs, where like after like a little intro that kind of teaches, kind of teaches you how to play the game, and then just goes okay. And so I'm like, well, I guess I'll just follow the story that I'm supposed to do because that's I'm I'm console brained, and that's yep. like Final Fantasy has just taught me go to story point. I go to story point, and I get my ass handed to me. Yeah. So then I'm like, I don't okay, and then I uninstall the game, and it makes me sad because I I want to enjoy it. Does Baldur's Gate three? Because I know there's a lot to it. Is is there like a guided path in it at, at the very least to like help you get your bearings or is it the same thing where it's like okay now like once once it like lets you loose you can just kind of go wherever including to the zone where everything is level 50 and you get eaten alive <laughs> that's that's actually a really really good question so what it a the journal that fills out your quests for you automatically is super super helpful so you always know what you can be doing right Mm. and it's because it's and it's and it's usually pretty explicit about you should go to such and such and talk to so and so to point you in these directions but the game so it starts very gently it's 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 it is basically your tutorial, but it doesn't feel like that. You get into a very, very tiny fight on the Nautiloid before it crashes. So mm. this is like, 
Okay, let us introduce you to how this game is going to work. You're going to look around. You're going to find some stuff. You're going to get in a fight, lather, rinse, repeat. Yeah. Once it crashes, the second you start to explore, you're going to be pointed in a pretty clear direction because you 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 land at, in, a, in a location very close to the big story place where, where you're going to like, oh, it's the Druid's Grove. This is where you you might find a healer. Oh no, our healer has been kidnapped and he's in the goblin fort to the west. Walk to the west, you're going to find stuff. How much of that stuff you find, totally up to you and not entirely relevant, right? Because the big thing you have to do is in the goblin fort. Now, once you're in the goblin fort, there are other things to explore and find and and it's not just like knock 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 hello i would like to kill the goblins please like there's stuff there's there's stuff the that you can get into or not yeah uh, hit x really really fast to up the door yeah no so uh, uh, if you want to explore there are other things to find that'll help you up level up right because you are you are going to want to to be as powerful as you can before you enter the next act but what's nice the game fucking warns you oh good mm. <laughs> yeah so when it tells you okay you're headed for the mountain pass you you really need to go to moonrise tower you absolutely everything like three different things are pointing you towards moonrise tower you absolutely have to go there if you attempt to It'll say, ooh, dude, you're you're really underleveled for this. You sure you want to do that? And then you can or not. It's entirely up to you. And if and if you're like, ooh, I don't ooh, then go poke around and get in some fights and find some stuff and finish a quest or whatever. Okay. So That's cool. it's I not like that. Yeah. The the moment I was like, I can play this was I was told you can complete the story if you want to do it that way in 30 hours yes like you can you could do it and if you wanted to go 300 hours you could do that too that is true like awesome that's awesome i will say the completing it in 30 hours you're playing you're probably playing it on super baby (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you're probably like fu- like you're you're fucking yourself up because you're not really getting to enjoy what this thing is doing. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. And, uh, pursuing the different uh, uh, companion missions isn't doesn't just inform their stories. It in some cases makes them better companions. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. Uh. Rousing recommendations for Super Mario Wonder and uh, Baldur's Gate 3. BG3! So. It's BG3! <laughs> Yo, DJ Sully, drop that beat! BG3! <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I just. Stop calling me DJ, Sully says, like, two minutes ago. <laughs> uh, it's like the same Sully. It's right. Like not a different Oh, yeah, I'm just imagining. Yeah. Uh, like Sully and like his bowling shirt and khakis, yeah. same in guy. front of a uh, in front of a pair of CDJs, <laughs> like lasers going off. <laughs> like so little there's a shitty, cake inexplicably. Just cigar, yeah, yeah. shitty, l- shitty fog machine. Like yeah. just like a little stream coming out. Look, it's all they um, had. Okay, 
for for the anyone listening, this is uh, coming out the day before uh, Halloween, so it is technically a spooky season episode. I can use that term now. I did it. I'm, spooky I'm season. Hip. You're, you're hip. Spooky, spooky season. season. I'm hip. I'm hip. Uh, if you want the spooky season con- uh, s- content for your soul, we will direct you to our Silent Hill uh, commentary oh, no. episode previously. Mm-hmm. Do it. Put it in you. It's great. It'll cure <laughs> something. It'll- or give you something yeah or or go find one of our other halloween episodes yes uh, you know host the descent nightmare on elm street the thing halloween there's good ones. halloween no we didn't do the thing so, halloween. no we didn't yeah yeah halloween okay. uh but, but we do have some spooky season stuff for today yeah dave roberts has been playing something called world of horror i've been and playing Susan a spooky game don't we don't know what it is yeah, what is uh, it? No. It's neat. Uh, it's not like I, I uh, like it's it's neat with caveats, and I'll get mm. into it. Um, <laughs> okay. Like it, it's it's very much an indie game. Like if you go in with those expectations, I think you'll find something cool with it. So I got it. So this game's been in development for like years now. It's been in early access forever. I think I got it like a year ago uh, on sale for ten bucks. But I didn't touch it because it still wasn't in 1.0. I was just like, I'm going to get this cheap now because early access games tend to be more expensive once they hit 1.0. So I'm just like, I'll, I'll wait because this looks neat. Um, it has very similar graphical vibes to uh, Return of the Oberdin. Um, oh. I'm going to... Let, let's lay it out here. What if somebody made a story-based roguelike horror game made for the Macintosh Plus oh, that fuck. was inspired by Junji I've Ito s- and yeah. HP Lovecraft and old Japanese adventure games. I've seen GIFs of this That is on World of the Horror. internet. It's, uh, it's this- made largely by one dude in Poland uh, with some help on mm-hmm. writing and music, but like the design and a lot of the art is is mostly this guy. Uh, and he made all of the art in MS Paint. Like, every drawing in this game is lovingly crafted in Microsoft Paint in one-bit black-and-white graphics. Although there are, like... What, what, what is this called again? World of Horror. World, it just World came out on Horror. PC and Switch. Uh, Fangamer's putting out the physical copy wow. of it uh, in a couple of months, but you can get it now digitally in either. either. It's... It's weird. Like I like it. It's good, uh, but also I can see the limitations of kind of what it's doing pretty quickly. Mm. Um, but I do think that there's still more to the game that just because of the nature of the way that the roguelikey thing works. I've only played for a couple hours, so there's still stuff that I haven't seen. But after you get a couple runs in, you kind of get what it's going for. So when you boot up the game, it's like a straight up old PC game. Like you get the little like text in the corner saying like ms dos system published 1981 uh loading text mouse cursor everything like the works like it it looks like like it's trying to emulate like an old game from the 1980s on the old pcs uh the way this story works it's set in uh 1980x uh in shiokawa japan um and my understanding, because I got some of this with Paranormal Site too. Apparently, in the early '80s, like Japan was obsessed with the occult. Like people in Japan were like, "There's fucking shit going on in the world." 
Uh, so, so I never would have gathered that from the film or video games oh, or yeah. manga coming out right. of the region. But like, like people were obsessed with like Ouija boards and spirit guide, all kinds of stuff. Like, like hmm. people, people, people went like buying magazines, reading stories about stuff. Uh, like, like to the point where like it was kind of like uh, there were people who were regularly going on TV to de- debunk this kind of stuff because it was getting out of hand. Uh, Anyway, so it takes place in the 1980s. Weird shit's going down uh, all over the country. And so you're like, well, I'm going to look into this. And the way that the game is set up is that you, you find five mysteries. They're randomly generated by the game when you start. You're like, these are five hmm. interesting things going on in the city around where I'm at. I'm going to investigate them. There's a mysterious lighthouse right next to your house that's locked off also uh there is uh there's an old god who is threatening to come back and again like the old god is randomly generated with each game uh based off of like hmm. different okay. there's like a dozen or so anyway so your goal is to investigate the mysteries uh each mystery has several different endings that you can get based on your choices um when you complete a mystery you get a key that key unlocks one of the locks in the lighthouse. You complete all five mysteries. You climb the lighthouse. You confront the old god that's threatened to defile the world, and you win. End of game. Um, it runs take about an hour or so. So it's like it's not particularly long. Are they cu- are they cumulative? Like to like if you do a run, or is it like Binding of Isaac, where like you've done a run, now the next run will evolve? Yeah. Like- so it's 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 like if you die or you complete a game. Uh, whatever happens you're usually com- like getting uh, achievements as you play and those achievements unlock additional items uh character backgrounds additional characters that will then appear in future runs that you do cool uh so to start there are three different modes uh and they're each sort of built to gently um teach you how to play the first one is just a name of one of the mysteries i've written down spine chilling story of school scissors it's the it's it's the easiest thing, and it's literally just yeah. All of all of the mysteries in the game are alliterative like that. It's pretty funny, uh, but it's just it's a really short tutorial. It takes about ten minutes, and it's just one of the mysteries that you get in the game. And it's teaching you like here's how combat works, here's how investigating mm. stuff works, here's how, um, and like like I died the first time I played that one because like after a certain point, just like okay, figure it out. And but like there's only so many things you can do, so like it'll only take you like once or twice to figure out how that works. Then there's extracurricular activity which is the second longer tutorial that incorporates all of like the the five mysteries but it like uses an easier difficulty sets you up with a Mm. specific set of character stats and still guides you a little bit more than a normal playthrough and then the main mode which is called quick play which randomly generates um, I've written down your character, the old god you face, the background traits, as well as the mysteries that you'll find in the game. Uh, and once you're in it, like it looks like an old PC game. You've got your window that shows like the view of whatever room that you're in. You've got your window pane on the right that is where all of your options are, like your stats, your inventory, etc. You've got the text box at the bottom that scrolls up every time you're in combat or whenever it's something very, happens. It's, it's very, very uh, where in the world is Carmen yes, San Diego? Yes, I, I have mm-hmm. that written down. Yes, very much like where, like very Carmen San Diego. Um, 
so most of the game takes place within the city of Shiokawa. So you're you once you choose your mystery, you're in your house, uh, which is like your safe hub. You can um, uh, you can heal between mysteries. You can change your outfit. There's a couple little things you can watch the TV just for a little bit of flavor text. Look out your peephole, and sometimes there's a weird thing off in the distance. You're like, oh no! Um, <laughs> you choose your mystery. And then uh, most of the time, you're just kind of given a view of the city. And it's like you have a little menu system down at the bottom that gives you different locations that you can choose to visit. Um, the mystery text and like the map itself with the options will have a circle uh, telling you where to go. Like if you want to progress the story of this mystery, go to this location and investigate it investigating it uh increases your doom meter which is like time um the longer that you take every action takes uh, increases the doom meter um whether that's like if you want to go to a store and buy something or if you want to rest up at your house and heal between investigations uh your doom meter will increase if it hits 100 percent. old god's back you die end of game um when you investigate an area, it randomly creates an event based off of the location you're at. Also, from, I think there's like a pool of general events and then some that are more specific to that location. And some are as simple as like, oh, I spotted some weird symbols over here. Do I check them out? Do I run away? Do I do secret third thing that if I have the skill for or item for, I can do to whatever? And how do you know? How do you know if you do or not? You just don't. You just you pick. Don't know like, you- by the more times you play, you'll get a sense of like what each thing will do for you. Your first time through, you're not, you're not going to know anything. You're just going to pick stuff, and it's going to go like, uh, like skill check fit because you have your stats, right? You have like your perception, knowledge, etc. And it's rolling based off the choice you make. It's picking a skill and rolling a stat mm. check. And if you mm. succeed, something good tends to happen. You gain experience or an item. Something bad happens, you lose either um, uh, fatigue, I think it's called. It's like your health. and that, or, re- or stamina, excuse me. Stamina or reason, which is your mental health. Either of those hit zero. Uh, and you finish a... If you finish a combat situation and either of those are below zero, game over. You're, you're done. Mm. You're done, mm. yeah. Uh, so... When you complete an investigation and it resolves, the the story of the mystery moves forward. Essentially, like you've investigated this location, you dealt with the event, and now, like, oh, there's a person at this place that gave you a little piece of information. Hey, if you go to the schoolyard, you could talk to some people there. Maybe they'll know more. So then you go to the schoolyard, investigate, and so on until you work your way through all of the options of the mystery and confront or sometimes there's a there's a battle at the end sometimes there's not sometimes there's like you'll hit a part in the mystery where it's like oh you need to go to the forest now because that's where the end of this mist like whoever's hiding out this weird spooky thing you go in the forest and instead of your normal map your map is just a bunch of trees and so you pick different (laughs) tree things and resolve those events until you complete you know, and then you get whatever your ending is or whatever. So um, I can imagine how that's a hard nope sometimes. But is it actually scary? Or is it's it like, like it's it's way more atmospheric. Like it's not jump scares because it's not it's, like yeah. it's not paced that way. It's all text. It's all like um 
like you click a thing and a thing happens and then like oh there's this like you'll fight a monster and it like looks like something from a Junji Ito comic or like the like someone's face is just like fucking open Nothing but teeth right teeth. yeah and you fight it uh, and like really it the, the turn based combat's like okay it's not it's weird but like not in an interesting way um but like again it's just it's more part of filling out the atmosphere of this overall thing which i think the whole of it is really cool but like like i said like mm. once you like you get in a couple battles and you realize like for the most part oh i can just like spam attack like as long as i have a good weapon that is fast mm. and has high hack accuracy i'm fine there are a couple exceptions to that though however again like there, like t- speaking of exceptions there are other mysteries that you'll find that are more self-contained so like instead of in the city i actually there's one specific one that i did last night that i wanted to point out um i forget what it's called but you are you find out that like a great uncle that worked at this corporation died he's kind of a weird religious nut and so for his death you have to do a ritual at his house out of the middle of the woods and there's people there and so when murakami yeah and so when you get there uh you get there around midnight and each time you complete an action in that uh in that mansion the time progresses by an hour you're basically just trying to get through the day right one of the people hands you a pamphlet here's the ritual that you need to complete so it's like okay well i go to the body where he he's at i look at the pamphlet it's like okay here's step one of the ritual do this at 11 o'clock at night and you look down and your options that you can do like the the actions that you can take and like there's like pray and bow and you look at the pamphlet and it's like oh there's a specific combination of that that i can do so i do that okay go back past time by investigating the mansion talk to some people is there, is there a clock like are you on the clock at no this point? It, like it's it, it just every action that you take increases the time by one like it's not Got like it. like uh it's not like real time Go back to the body because it's like okay, well I have to do the next action. Go back to the body. Body's gone. What the f- what what the f- I have to I need to do this, but it's not there. And then I start revisiting old rooms, and like one of the rooms that I go in, there's just a weird giant face outside of the window, nope. and the Mm-mm. weird text no. says "kill them." No, wasn't there before. I also have a butcher knife now. Um, <laughs> and so yeah eventually you make your way through and it's like like the depending on your actions here like you could kill the people that are there you could just try to let time run out and whatever happens you get one of like four endings and it's just kind of like it resolves the mystery kind of gives you some text telling you what happened whether like oh the cops are surely not going to believe you and you tell them about this and then it gives you like oh hey you completed this in a day or whatever you get some extra experience points or you were very thorough in your investigation you get some extra experience points so it just sends you back into like the core of everything yeah so once you finish a mystery you go back to that to your house with the lighthouse you get the key you do your next mystery and you keep going until either you finish or you die now every time you finish a mystery the old god stirs and <laughs> tweaks the game just a little bit more like oh hey you know how your house your safe house like you could restore a little bit of health by taking a, a shower uh, the old god has made it so now uh, all of the water in the town seeps this black ooze no Mm-mm. no. and you can no longer use your house no. to restore health between missions 
This sounds great. Uh, but you know yeah, what it sounds like, to me? It sounds like this is the kind of thing that would have been a browser game yeah. 15 years ago. Absolutely. Like, like the best of new grounds. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like they would have talked about it at school. You'd be like, oh, fucking, what is this? And you go there and it's like this weird game. It would, like, it would be, you would be obsessed with it for like a month. Everyone yep. would talk about it at school. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm I've only played it for about th- four hours now, and I'm digging it. But also, like you can kind of see where the limitations are. Like there's only twenty mysteries in the game. There's there's like there are multiple mm-hmm. endings for each one. But I, I get I I've already seen like repeat mysteries show up in the list of five. Uh, sure. Yeah. There's just you know just a limited number of events. Like it's clear like this is just a game that kind of needs more and i think that like, sounds a, just right though like that sounds right. like like it sounds like the kind of thing well that, like, until sim- you've only got one or two left and you're like oh my batch of five has three repeats right. and then, yeah, yeah i've done everything with these yeah um also it's kind of it's kind of janky like uh at least it is on the steam deck i don't know how it is on switch mm. But um, it's marked Every verified. Every Switch game runs perfectly. Well, Every, that's what the Switch is known for, is when you bring a game over Okay, uh, this is the kind of... It's just like text, though. Like, yeah. I, I would expect this game to... The thing is, is that it's it's marked as verified on, on Steam Deck, which if it's marked verified, that means the resolution fits the screen perfectly, all of the control buttons work, and it shouldn't, like, crash or do weird things. Like, it's like built for steam deck operations somehow it's been verified however the resolution uh none of the options fit the screen right it's either uh Mm. too long for the border or if you try to stretch it out it fits the window but everything is like stretched a little bit vertically and the only control options that work is a community made touchpad like you have to use the touchpad like a mouse. If you try to turn on the controller options, it doesn't work. You it only turns on after you've gone into a run, exited out, and then suddenly the option is like, okay, it's working now. Except it doesn't work. Like the controller. So maybe the Switch version is the one to play. Yeah, I imagine like they like. I mean, it, it's fun because it's so like like you're just clicking on things. There's no like time crunch or anything. I'm fine doing the touchpad. But yeah, I imagine like an external, like if an external house ported this to Switch, they probably hammered mm-hmm. all that. Like it would have to work to get past certification. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it's, I don't typically vibe with roguelike type stuff just because it's it's one of those things where it's like, I, I love the concept of them, but like a lot of action-based games, especially where it's like, you just get like a really fucking bad run and it's like, yeah. It, like you yeah. just feel like all of your progress is gone. There's nothing you could have done, or you're not good enough to get through the game because they're all built for like people like you and Anthony now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maternal brain, uh, Anthony over there. But like, it's just it, I don't really vibe with them because I'm not the kind of person that's gonna like just play something over and over again and die repeatedly for that one small window of chance where like I might actually progress but this since it's all text-based it's all just like you're just picking options it's very like um like an old sort of like rpg book or or like a choose your own adventure it's like really low stakes um 
and the vibes are cool like i love the look of it i love like the the chiptune soundtrack is like it's not chiptune it's like it's it's more like just very evocative of that era but it's still yeah, I've like heard, i've heard it's like droney yeah like, it's 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 got that like old timey 1980s pc sound to it but it like really fits the horror vibe of the game nice uh it's just it's it you it's it's a cool thing that you can like hop in and and kind of see how far you can get without you know without succumbing to the to the old gods or whatever but yeah it's 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 neat like it's it's a fun like if you're gonna pick up a game for halloween you want to just like soak in some 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 cursed vibes that's it's a cool. good evening. Yeah. That's a good Halloween night, mm-hmm. this game. Uh, and then maybe you watch the Silent Hill movie, everybody. Maybe. Some good maybe spend, spend you, two, listen two to us hours talk and about how good five minutes. <laughs> two hours and five minutes don't, watching don't, a movie uh, slowly slowly drive <laughs> off of a train track <laughs> on purpose. Think, you get to watch a movie give up. It literally, <laughs> yeah, watch a yeah. movie surrender at a certain point. It just goes, you uh, know, hi, look. I, hold this. I'm going to go take five. <laughs> All right, movie, thank you. Uh, I will tell everybody listening, uh, if you've made it to this point, we didn't do that Silent Hill commentary track because uh, we wanted to. There are people who made us. Uh, they made us do it for them and they've been making us do it for them for six years as one of them pointed out oh my god jesus who is uh who are our taskmasters yeah brutal lords who are who are the people who have us trapped in the old boy hotel and forcing us to (laughs) do the same thing every day for the rest of our lives who will let us free inexplicably one day that is our patreon backers I got there patreon.com forward slash continue podcast we thank each and every one of uh our backers uh even if you're not back in the show thank you if you are back in the show you are helping us uh pay the server costs and um make horrible purchasing decisions mm-hmm. like the silent hill movie um and i'm gonna give a special shout out to our ten dollar backers and above right now we've got toast adam gauntlet michael coffee Shirley L, The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, uh, Christian Fisher, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rugen. Thank you all. What? Thank you. Thank thank. Uh, also, uh, first of all, thank you to to everyone you just mentioned because uh, without them we wouldn't be able to do this, and this is one of the brightest spots in uh, my life is getting to hang out with you guys and, and yeah. talking about video games. Also, uh, the ten dollar uh, gets you entry to our, our the discard. And the discard. And uh, our crew in the discard is just the loveliest most intelligent, interesting, welcoming, generous group of of cats that I have the pleasure to hang out with on a regular basis. And uh, if you are looking, if if <laughs> if you used to get your social media fix from from Twitter, and you are X looking now, for, you have to you have to call by every I, I will never. X no, <laughs> I I won't. That's the thing he, that I will not do. It's the logo Not once. There. Nope. <laughs> 
Mm-mm, not on my version, because I haven't updated it. <gasps> oh, damn. I still have the little burb. Thank you very much. Uh, but yeah, I, I encourage you to come spend time with our community because they're, they're really great. Yeah, I, you know, it's a weird thing to say, uh, being the people that make it, but like, uh, the three of us are friends, and we're very grateful that people want us to do this for them still. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there is a reason that this is this show is 150 episodes deep, and like, it is like a small community that keeps it alive, and it is a wonderful community that keeps it alive. Yep. Yep. Uh, it, it's it's really funny. I like. I feel guilty because I'm less present in the discard than I have been previously, but it's because my job has gotten so demanding. And if I'm paying attention to the discard, that's all I want to do. <laughs> yeah, it's absolute. No, I, I will have to minimize it yeah. so that I can focus on doing my job. Cause otherwise I'm just getting into really cool conversations about, movies and yeah. stuff working on my house and 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 games obviously uh and and uh puzmo so it's yeah it's uh, do it's, not, it's a do good not know about puzmo what is this isn't Puzmo, okay. right no puzmo okay. okay so Zach cage uh who made uh okay. really bad chess and helvetica and uh, not helvetica and spell tower and uh wanted to recreate the puzzle page in a in a newspaper every day so he did and it's called puzmo and he gives out keys every day i think it's 500 or a thousand keys to it every day and they're just really cool interesting puzzles and uh i i still i'm my key is coming in the actual snail mail for some reason which i don't understand Wait, that's like, awesome. Is there like a website that I can go and, and get one of these yeah. keys? Or oh, okay, yes, okay, I'm, yes, I'm, yes, I'm gonna do that. Yes. Zach Zach Gage yeah. knows what's up, so I'm gonna. Zach Zach Gage is uh, he's just one of my favorite game makers ever. Zach Gage makes things that Anthony can't play. I lo- I love I love he makes he makes things. I'm not that are like no-nos. I don't like like chess doesn't like interest me, but like really yeah. bad chess is such a good. It's so good. <laughs> It's it's just play it over and over again. Uh, by the way, guys, I <laughs> here was my solution. Uh, somewhere in the corner of my office is the Slay the Spire cart. I don't know. Where. Oh, I was wondering. Yeah, just just we just went like that. That was the only way Mario was going to happen. It's it's in here. That's the it's, only way you're going to see your daughter graduate college. Is if you here. hide that game. Yes. <sighs> That game is the good stuff. Uh huh. <laughs> it's it's straight China White, buddy. Like it's <laughs> that hasn't oh been cut God. with nothing. I don't know why I was like, oh, if I buy a physical copy, that means I'll have to take it out. Like mm. I'll take it mm. out. Mm. And so mm. that's mm. not that's not how it I works. see the I saw the logic there though. Right. Like it was. I thought it was such a good idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> Uh, we will be back in two weeks. Uh, in the meantime, I think we are still all on Twitter. Susan, where are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter at Susan Art. I'm on Blue Sky at Susan Art, and I am on Substack, uh, where I write about television and movies at Channel Surfing. 
Dave Roberts, uh, where you at? Not so much Twitter right now, but uh, Blue Sky, I'm there. David Robots, uh, Letterboxd, David Robots. My recommendation this week is the Mr. Vampire series. We will be watching... You. This episode will have aired after, but we will be watching them in the Discord, one of them. Uh, if you want like a really fun oh, horror Discord. comedy movie, they're all on Criterion Channel. Uh, the third film has... Uh, one of the characters, uh, because the ghost can't see you if you're covered in ash, and they need to deep fry one of the ghosts because he's evil. They need to deep fry one of the ghosts because he's evil, but he's not fried long enough, so he comes out and he's all goopy and his eyes are all hanging out everywhere. And so this guy is like trying to avoid the ghost, so he covers himself in ash, but also removes all of his clothes to do it. But then the ghost starts getting close to him, and so he has to get up. But his entire backside is is not ashed, so you, he's running around bare ass, covered in ash, trying to avoid a uh, partially deep fright. It's it's just so <laughs> highly recommend. Highly recommend. They're they're very fun movies. I can't. I there's nothing I can say to to deep fried ghost. Uh, deep fried ghost. Uh, now. Everybody, we'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.